Well, hey, welcome back to the For Jesus podcast. My name is Luke Simmons. I'm one of the pastors at Redemption Church Gateway. This is a podcast we're making for our church family, really trying to dive into the phrase that all of life is all for Jesus. So it's a lot of conversations about just what it looks like for faith and life to intersect in all sorts of interesting ways. And in this current season, we're, we're kind of going through a bunch of episodes uh, around the election. We're in this initiative as a church where we're praying for the health of our nation and the holiness of the church. We're calling it King Jesus 2020. And so each episode, maybe you've been tracking with us, is looking at different issues, uh, different issues that inform voting and the election and all that sort of stuff, really trying to listen and, and think about it from a Christian perspective. Today, we have a special bonus episode because we we have someone in our church who is connected directly with mail-in voting, and we thought it'd be fun to do a bonus episode, mostly because I don't know if there's really a Christian approach to mail-in voting, but this is a really interesting situation in the 2020 election, and I think that everyone will be blessed to be able to hear from someone in our church who's really connected to it. So without further ado, then, I would like to uh, welcome... Abby Reeves. Hi, Abby. Hello. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. It's really, uh, really great to have you. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. It's pretty fancy in here, huh? I know. I like it. Yeah, it's high tech stuff. Pretty great. So, so Abby, tell us about yourself. Yeah. So I, uh, my name's Abby. I've been coming to Redemption Gateway basically since I was 16 years old. I was introduced through the youth group, um, and my my whole family kind of migrated over here after that. Um, I just got back from Northern California. I've been in school for the last couple of years and moved back. And in November of last year, just kind of unexpectedly got a job working in vote by mail and of all vote by mail. What an industry of all industries vote by mail. And none of us could have ever seen this year coming. So it has been a wild ride. Yeah. Had yeah. you, I mean, had you worked before in any kind of, no, I don't know what industry that's even <laughs> I don't in. Even but know either. Yeah, it, no, not at all. I had experience in project management. Okay. And that's kind of how I got into this job because this, um, this particular company I work for is looking for kind of a project manager okay. for a spot to be filled. Great. So, so yeah. you're doing project management. Yep. You don't have a particular background in running political campaigns <laughs> or anything nope. like that. I bet you've learned a lot. Quite a lot. More than, yeah, more than I would have ever expected to. It has been a really interesting year and just one that we could never have really anticipated. So it has been quite a learning experience. So you weren't there in 2016, but I'm curious, any, do you have any sense of scale of how much growth you guys have had oh, yeah. compared to then? We have already, um, we were prepared, according to our company, we were really preparing two years ago. Wow. For 2020, we, we started knowing it was going to be just a massive year, but... Um, so they knew a pandemic was coming? How did no, they... No, why yeah. didn't they tell us? <laughs> no, it's just, it's mail-in voting has become like a much more popular way to vote just over the years. I think in 2016, something like a 25% of the votes in that election were cast by mail. Oh, wow. And, and actually a higher percentage in the midterm, the okay. 2018 midterm election. And so... They were kind of, they already knew that 2020 was probably going to be a little higher than that, but it has just been blown out of the water. Um, So they, they've been ramping up. I believe at this point we have already mailed more than we did the entire 2016 election. I believe we mailed something like 4 million pieces for the 2016 election. And this year we will be mailing about 15 million, 15 million. That's a a lot. So, so you're a project man. We'll talk more about the, this specific election and and I have all sorts of questions about that. (laughs) Um, but you're a project manager 
and talk about that job. Yeah. And what do you guys like when you say you're involved with sending out ballots for mail-in voting, what does that really mean? Yeah. So as a project manager, I work with different counties. I actually work with all of our Texas counties that we have. Uh, we have five of them. They're all wonderful. Um, and basically what I do is I help them with their election from start to finish. So from designing the envelopes for the packets all the way to invoicing them for the packets that we sent out, I help oversee that entire process. So everything from um, like I said, designing the envelopes, I help them make sure that they're all set up to upload their ballot art and voter data that we'll be using to mail out. I help them. Um, I sign off on different things in production on behalf of them. So there's, okay. you know, extra added element of having to know exactly what the customer needs, what they want, the election codes that they have to operate under. So I'm had to become pretty familiar with Texas election code oh, wow. <laughs> over the course of this year. So it just like, cause every state has different election codes and laws that they have to abide by different schedules, um, just different things like that. So I've had to learn alongside of them and make sure that they are within all of their legal requirements yeah. for their packets and make sure everything gets put in the mail on time, working with the USPS to coordinate all that. So yeah, just really, I kind of have my hands in parts. all the pies of the yeah. operation. Yeah. And so that's just five counties in Texas, but yep. you've told me that you guys are involved in a bunch of different States Yes, um, yeah. all over the place. And yeah. so it sounds like if I'm hearing you right, your client are the pe are the local County officials yes. running yes. these elections, not a campaign. Nope. Um, not a, not even no. a state, not, and definitely not the national government, the yep, federal no. government. Yep. Counties. It's just county by county. Yeah. The only exception would be that we, we have a contract with the entire state of Georgia to do their vote by mail for all of their counties, but okay. it, really, it still is. We have envelopes for each county that we have to get designed, have to run through the USPS to make sure it's all good. You know, just all sorts of different approval processes there. So yeah, we, it really is a county yeah. by county level. Well, I want to talk about vote by mail and the dynamics yeah. of all that this year in a moment. But first, t tell us a bit, like, how does just your faith yeah. inform the way you do your work? Yeah, so many different ways. It's it's had it's been a little more understated than you know what other some other jobs might you know allow for. Um, but really, the main thing that I've noticed is that you know there's a level of excellence that I think I've been able to bring. Mm. to the job just because I serve a God who's creative and excellent mm. and nothing he does is imperfect. So just really looking at how can I do this in the best way possible and serve the county officials that I work with the best that mm. I possibly can. Mm. Um, and just also exploring this topic, you know, in my own mind, my own personal process over this last year of like, where my citizenship actually is at, mm. especially with a really um, particularly embroiled election season <laughs> um, and having, having a unique view of it, um, just seeing how I can, while knowing that my citizenship is in heaven, what can I do to, in whatever way I can help the system that we live under in America be the most excellent, the safest, the securest, um, just the, the fairest and most equitable that it can be, you know, in whatever way I can help with that. It's just, it's been interesting seeing just how far I can go to like just how the extra mile that I can mm. go to serve yeah. in that way. Yeah. Mm. It's been really unique. Well, I think about process. just what it must be like for the Lord with all that he knows and all of yeah. the details Yeah, and to kind of just 
keep yeah. the world running. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, um, yeah. and the, even as hearing you talk about all the things you have to know and all the details yeah. and all the, you know, challenging and different kinds of expectations, you know, that, that really does imitate the Lord Yeah, and your desire for this to yeah. be a just and to be a fair process. Um, obviously we don't get to vote in the kingdom of God. Uh, we just <laughs> submit to the Lord. <laughs> no, nope, it's not. But, um, but in the kingdom of God, it will be just yeah. and it will be fair. Yep. And so for you to push into that and try to yeah. do what you can to make this as just mm. and fair as it can be, I think is, is really beautiful. So Thank you. yeah, thanks yeah. for doing that. Yeah. So mail in voting <laughs> Um, I'm going to just kind of pepper you with questions yeah, yep. Um, yep. that I, that I have, and my guess is other people might have. So yeah. um, we've been hearing a distinction this year, a lot from president Trump mm -hmm. about um, there being absentee ballots and then mail-in mm -hmm. voting. He seems to be drawing a pretty firm yeah. distinction there. I I'm, I've been doing absentee voting for a long time. Yeah. Or I guess it's just mail-in vote. I don't know. So yeah. is, what's the difference between absentee ballots and mail-in voting? The short answer really is there really is no difference. No difference. No no difference in that the security protocols and procedures and election codes, they apply. It's, it's the same thing. It's really what a county would refer to it as like some call it vote by mail. Some call it absentee in Texas. They call it ballot by mail, mm. like or early ballot, or early voting. That's yes, I, absolutely. That's probably more what I am. That And the early Maricopa ballot. really refers to it as early voting and they lump it in all together with, you have mail in ballots and place polling places that are open before election day. So all of that is lumped together as early voting in Texas. They call it early voting and it's also called ballot by mail, but it's the same thing. Okay. And the same laws apply to all of it. So when we hear that distinction, based on your experience, mm -hmm. you would say that's really, there's really no, actually there's not really no difference. much difference. It's really? the same thing. Nope. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So there's a big concern about yeah. the security of mail-in voting yeah. this time, again, yeah. fueled largely by the president. Um, how... What's talk us through some, some yeah. of the, uh, it, obviously it sounds like each county is a little bit different, but yeah. what are some of the common security protocols that make sure that mm -hmm. you don't have dead people voting and you yeah, don't have you know, people that minor you know, details. moved away and yeah. you know, that sort of thing? Totally. So um, what most counties have, I think oh, actually almost every county in the U.S., you have to sign your return envelope. And so what most people don't know is that every single signature on every single return envelope, whether it's 100 ballots or a million ballots is verified. Wow. Again, every single one, every single one without exception. If there's no signature, it does not get even counted and verified. I mean, I'm imagining yep. some poor person that has to just look at all those <laughs> verified by yes. a person or by a computer or by AI. Both. Like what is it? By both. So there, uh, a lot of counties, especially larger counties have sorters okay. that actually will sort human sorters or um, like actually machines. like a machine sorter okay. that will they what they do is they put all the return envelopes through and it captures an image of every single ballot and like every single return envelope with a signature on it and what happens is that image goes to a bipartisan board of basically signature checkers and they pull up your dmv Oh, wow. Records in most states, it's usually a DMV record, um, and they will match it against the DMV record that they have for that person. And if it does not match, that person will get called. What if and, you're not in the DMV, right? Because like you don't have to have a driver's license to register. To yeah, vote. there's there's different ways of doing that. I, I know that there are 
they, they, but they have a way of checking because that you have to have a signature on file in order to register. Okay. Even like at a polling place, you're required to, at least what my experience has been, you've required to like sign your name yeah. before voting. And so there is, I, if they don't pull from the DMV, I'm not exactly sure where they would pull it from, but it's usually from the DMV because most people have their driver's licenses um, to uh, register. Okay. Um, so signatures is a big part Signature is Are there huge. Other yep. pieces of that security protocol? So um, if someone tries to request two ballots, so what most people don't know is that each ballot packet has a unique serial number on it, and oh, it wow. can't be tied to the actual ballot because the ballot, when it goes through a tabulator, doesn't have that number on it. But when they take that return envelope and check it in to say, you know, this voter returned their ballot, it will automatically invalidate any other serial number that that voter tries to request off of. So basically if a voter said, I lost my ballot, can you please mail me another one? They're happy to do that. But whatever ballot gets returned, you know, if the voter was lying or something mm -hmm. like that, if the one ballot gets returned, it automatically invalidates the other one. Okay. And that's just part of basically every voter registration system mm -hmm. is that they have a tracking for how many ballots they've issued you. And if two ballots try to get returned, you will get a call. Oh, wow. So, and they take that very seriously. I bet. So, yeah. So there are, there are numerous security measures in place, but all ones that they have is designed so that it doesn't tie a ballot to a voter. So people worried about like their voting getting tracked. It, it doesn't happen. So when you're sitting there and you're hearing people say, Hey, voting by mail, it's going to be a yeah. huge scam. You're going to have all these undocumented people. You're going to have all these yeah. dead people. Yeah. You're going to have all these people have moved away. It's just going to all be hugely fraudulent. Yeah. You hear that, and as someone that's pretty close to this whole thing, you yeah. you hear that and think what? I, I hear that, and I just think, well, clearly this person has never worked in an elections capacity before, because if they did, they would know um, that that's it's almost impossible. Even like the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative think tank, they're actually against voting by mail. They think that it's easy to coerce older populations to do that, so that's why they're against it. And they are very, very diligent about a uh, diligent, diligent, <laughs> diligent about um, tracking cases of vote by mail fraud or attempted vote by mail fraud. And they were only able to find about, oh, I think it's been like, in the state of Oregon out of three million ballots cast, there were 142 cases of attempted mm. voter fraud. And all of those people were prosecuted. Oh, wow. So it's like, you know, it's, okay. it's very their system catches it really easily. Okay. It's very hard to get that through. I okay. mean, yeah, that's, that's helpful to know. Yeah. So, um, here's what I do with my early ballots. I'm, yeah. I'm, this is maybe people listening can relate to this, but I get the early ballot. I don't know, a week, two weeks, yep. three weeks, however early it yep. comes. And then pretty much I don't do anything with it <laughs> until election that's day. Relatable. I, yes, that's relatable. Yes, that's relatable. Which is still nice because I yeah. can fill it out at my home, yep. especially with all the down yep. ballot issues and all the judges and all yes. the conversations. Oh I can kind yes. of sit there with my computer and I can figure out who this county commissioner that I don't even know what a county commissioner does, but I can kind of figure out who I'm going to vote yeah. for. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. But then what I usually end up doing is driving it down to the elementary school where there's mm -hmm. a polling place and I just drop it yeah. in the bucket. Yeah. And that's great. But I, my assumption is therefore that because it's a, a mail-in ballot mm -hmm. that it actually gets counted later because it has to go through all yeah. of those processes you yeah. just talked about. So when I start seeing the results come in on election night, my assumption is actually that mine hasn't been counted yet, mm. that it'll probably be counted later. Mm. Um, so my, the details of my situation yeah. aside, um, 
I think there's an expectation now that with lots more mail-in voting, it's just going to take longer to do all this. A lot yeah. of it won't happen by election day. Is that a fair expectation, do you think? I would say so. It honestly really depends on the county and, again, the election code that these elections officials are operating under. Like in Maricopa County, Maricopa County is like basically the envy of the entire country right now. Most people wow. would not know that, but Maricopa County is the envy of the whole country because we have a system that works so well. And that is so transparent and open. So actually, like if you live in Maricopa County, you can um, go online to their portal and see if your ballot, your signature was verified and your ballot counted. Like it will tell you wow. what stage. We'll yeah. So I can get to the exact URL, but um, that's something that's actually available to voters in Maricopa County. So that is super helpful. I did that with the primary this last time. It'll just show a little green box at the top saying, you know, your, um, your signature was verified and your ballot was tabulated. Wow. And that's, yeah, so there's that. And also, um, the but for example, elections officials in Texas where I work aren't quite as fortunate um, because they actually have to wait till election day mm. to sort all those ballot envelopes that so they get back. So even if they get them a week so early. Even if they, they get them a week early, they then. cannot start on anything until election day. Mm. Um, Maricopa, ha like Arizona overall has um, changed so that, you know, as soon as it's returned, it can get verified and tabulated. Oh, so if I did it early, it actually would get counted. It by would actually day. get early. It <laughs> would actually get counted by election day. It yeah. actually does. Yes. But like in Texas, um, they cannot do anything anything with it until election day so while maricopa may know results a little faster because you know they're gonna have extra lead time to do all their security yeah. verifications texas has to start all of it yeah. on election day and it's and with their influx that they're getting the, the possibility of knowing having yeah. a, an answer is just probably close to nothing well if, if 2016 it was about one in four ballots were mail-in yeah and it's going to be more this year we don't yeah. know how much more but it's going to be a lot yeah. The, one of the big concerns has been that there's going to be one sense of where the race is at yeah. on election night, mm -hmm. and then it might take a week or two yeah. weeks, maybe even more, to get all this stuff tabulated and counted. Yeah, um, I think kind of general conventional wisdom is that more Republicans will tend to vote in person, more yeah. Democrats will yeah. tend to vote by mail. Who knows? Yeah. But um, I think there's real concern out there mm -hmm. that like the delay, which yeah. might if more democrats vote by mail again who knows if that's yeah. true but if that happens yeah. then that means more stuff that gets added later will get added to the d yeah. column not the r column and i think the concern is will that be fraudulent will that be will that you know will that change equal monkey business yeah and you're saying no no it will not um i mean it's if one party is telling its people to vote by mail Chances are you're going to, as you're, you know, depending, again, depending on the election laws that elections officials are working under, um, they could get counted sooner or they could get counted after. Um, it, and it actually, the delay means that the security measures are working, hmm. really. Um, it's not, they're not wait, trying wait, to wait, add. Say that again. The delay is actually a good sign. Not I, a bad sign. I would say so. It's a, it's, huh. it's a sign that, that no, there's not anything being rushed they're not cutting corners on all the security measures they have to take with their mail-in ballots. Um, and, you know, a, a mail ballot when, you know, depending, again, depending on the county, there are more security measures than I've even mentioned here mm. that it has to pass before okay. it can be counted. Um, and so it actually, to me, would be a sign that they're not cutting corners and rushing mm. to anything. So, you know, if a signature is wrong, they have to get in touch with that voter and say, 
your signature's wrong. Mm. You need to come in and fix the issue, mm. whether it's providing a new signature or whatever. They have different methods for that, but that's actually a, it's a sign that they're not rushing to get an answer and they're actually taking their time and making sure it's accurate. Mm. Yeah. Well, man, this is so helpful. And I, yeah. uh, the reason I think I appreciate that so much is that, um, you know, I think as Christians, we have to walk in the truth. Yeah. And um, this feels like a situation that's very filled with conspiracy yeah. and with, yeah. um, you know, a lot of other kind of, I don't know really another way to say it other yeah. than conspiracy. Yeah. Um, and what you're saying as a follower of Jesus, who's working very closely on this, obviously you don't have eyes on every mail-in ballot that <laughs> no, ever happens, no, but, any stretch. but from your perspective, you're saying like, Hey, the truth yeah. of this is it's a good system. Yeah. It's a fair system. It's and an it might take system. a while to count, Yep. but yep. we, but you, you're, you're saying we should have confidence that totally when it ends up getting counted, totally. it got counted right. Yeah. I mean, with the rates of documented election fraud, um, which, you know, almost always gets prosecuted if it's genuine election fraud. I mean, it's, it's a rate that most banks would kill <laughs> to have. Like our election system is more secure than our banking system. Wow. And no one, I don't see anyone on a daily basis questioning the veracity of the banking system, but somehow the election system yeah. gets questioned. So I, I, there's every reason to be confident um, that it's going to be, it that this election will be handled with like the utmost care. Mm and integrity yeah the people i the customers that i work with the, the counties they just are amazing people absolutely incredible people yeah so yeah you, you you told me before we started about kind of the typical yeah person you're working <laughs> with the people running yeah. these elections yeah. are not um you know people in smoke-filled rooms <laughs> trying to no you know, no no manipulate something who yeah. are they they honestly the average elections official I have worked with is a woman between the age of 40 and 60. Mm. Um, they're just their moms, their grandmas. They're just they're usually just super caring. They want to help people mm. and they're trying to, you know, they really believe in what they do. They huge believers in what they do. They're passionate advocates for voters and all that. And they just, they want to see it done right. Mm. And they, they're, most of them have been doing this for years. They know the laws inside and out. Like they, they're just amazing women. Um, and obviously there've been guys too. It's not like there's not guys, but it's been a lot of just older women mm. and they're just doing their very best. They're amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I'll vouch for them any day. They're incredible. Yeah. Well, I so, feel like, I mean, there are just so few people that kind of volunteer yeah. and work in those areas yeah and the people connected to that i mean god god bless them so oh man i know there's there's been some i mean th there's a couple of my counties they are in kind of larger counties that are very hotly contested um according to polling i guess and they just they get death threats daily wow. like just different things like that they have death to deal threats. death threats oh um they get calls just saying go kill yourself or if you, you know if this election goes this way you know we're gonna like one lady, she's, they're going to burn, we're going to burn your office to the ground mm. and just like, and like, there's just, you know, moms who are just trying to wow. do it right. And they get stuff like this. So it's, it's definitely the, um, it's, that's also been a, a point where faith has intersected mm. with that as well. Just being able to actually, you know, kind of tell them in a more understated way, but just, you know, I'm praying for you. Mm. Um, you know, you've got this, I'm here for you. How can I help you? How can I start just different things like that? That's something that I've noticed that I, I really make an effort to do because hmm. I, they're just, they're going through it right now. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I hope this is just a good reminder for all of us as followers of Jesus to uh, push into what's true, yeah. to push into what's honorable, to show a different way. Um, yeah. And uh, Abby, I just so appreciate the light that you've shed on this. It's uh, super interesting. Yeah, for and, sure. And <laughs> uh, I really appreciate the work that you do, and I appreciate that you're doing it for Jesus. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. So that's it for today's bonus episode. Abby, it's awesome having you. And uh, we'll be back again next Tuesday. Uh, with a brand new episode for you. So wherever you're listening, have a great day. Oh, one more thing. I do need to thank our special producer from today. My 14-year-old daughter, Abby Simmons, uh, helped produce this episode. So Abby, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll see you next time.